And that really uh, triggered me to believe that this exists for everyone. And unfortunately, the world has painted a picture and a lot of learned behavior and baggage that people are often encumbered with shame and, and other baggage that prevents them from moving in that authority. And I really have a heart for coming alongside people that you might not really hear about all the time, but to encourage them to their full capacity. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we have the opportunity to learn about a ministry called Flames of Fire Ministries that's based in Macedon, New York. We have Josephine with us, Reverend Josephine Ayers. She is president and founder of Flames of Fire. She moves in the prophetic. She's an author, teacher, evangelist. She's worked in prison ministry in healing rooms and with Aglow International. She attended the Elam Bible Institute and College in New York State, and she's licensed and ordained. She's also a nurse, and there's so much more we could say about her, but for now, we will welcome her to Charisma Connection. Nice to have you on the show today, Josephine. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm curious why you named your ministry Flames of Fire. What's behind that? Basically, when the Lord put it on my heart to do this uh, back in 2016, I was dealing with two different names. And um, because the Lord had given me many prophetic words through other people about me being a fire starter, Hmm. And uh, I decided, and uh, with counsel with my pastor at the time, to to go with Flames of Fire. Well, it seemed appropriate, did it? It did. <laughs> well, I like this uh, sentence that you have on your website, which I assume is like a mission statement. Flames of Fire is igniting and mobilizing people for personal and corporate revival. So that tells me revival is very important to you. You know, it is. And uh, revival implies that someone is not revived, that they're dead, whether they're, you know, uh, spiritually perhaps. And I think in lieu of what I'm seeing going around about me, there are many people who don't even have a clue that, they walk in the resurrection power or have the capacity to do greater, those greater things than these that Jesus says we will do in this day and this hour. Mm-hmm. It's always amazing to me to think that we might do greater things than Jesus. It, but what's a hard verse for me to wrap my head around? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, one of the other things uh, about the fire was that uh, I had gone to three Brownsville pastor conferences when they were in full revival. Mm-hmm. And one of them was called Catch the Fire. And unbeknownst to me, I caught the fire. And when I came back, we were living in California at the time and was doing prison ministry. And I started praying for people and things started happening that were far beyond my 
uh, in my natural capacity to think of were possible. And, and that really uh, triggered me to believe that this exists for everyone. And unfortunately, the world has painted a picture and a lot of learned behavior and baggage that people are often encumbered with shame and, and other baggage that prevents them from moving in that authority. And I really have a heart for coming alongside people that you might not really hear about all the time, mm-hmm. but to encourage them to their full capacity. Wonderful. So everyday Christians, God uses everyday Christians, doesn't he? He does. He was to, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And we see that in scripture for sure. Well, um, on your website, you have Psalm 104.4, and uh, I'm not sure if this is the same version, but it says, who makes his angels as winds, his ministers a flaming fire. So how is that verse related to your ministry? Well, initially, I think in context, that's referred to the angels, but I do believe that we are all ministers, and uh, that God wants to ignite us uh, mm-hmm. with a fire that does not go out. We can all use a little of that Holy Spirit fire, can't we? There you go. <laughs> well, exactly. Would you, would you mind sharing a little bit about your testimony, Josephine? I mean, how did you begin to follow and grow in Christ and in the things of the Spirit? You know, I I had a Roman Catholic background, and in 79, I had married a non-Catholic. And in 79, I was doing some uh, investigation, and the gospel message was brought to me in the context of born-again believers. And I was hesitant because of my background. And lo and behold, the Holy Spirit led me to a local church, and I pulled out a book that basically said that I wasn't limited in this capacity. And I began to see that uh, asking Jesus in my heart and having relationship with him was a very distinct and real possibility. So it freed me to accept Jesus into my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Further down the line, I realized in 1992, I um, realized that I was not operating I was doing Christianity my way. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I got down on my knees and said, we're going to do it your way, Lord. I mean, I began to do a radical obedience walk. And I got kind of scoffed at a bit, but it opened up for me the most amazing uh, favor and the miraculous in my life. And the prophetic really began to be uh, at the forefront for me. And... Uh, the rest is all history. I began a, a, a radical obedience walk. You know, basically God tells me to do it and jump and I say how high. And it's just been a, an amazing ride ever since. Well, your website. That's the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> uh, yes, I imagine there's much more to it. So your website describes your ministry as a now apostolic and prophetic ministry. Of course, there are Christians who don't even believe in the apostolic and the prophetic today, but you obviously do. So how do you mm-hmm. see those roles operating in your own life and in your ministry? Well, initially, um, 
I just saw me, I had a deliverance ministry in California. It was not a 501c3. And when we moved back to New York, when God put this uh, in 08, God put it on my heart to do this again in 2016. I kind of thought it was going to be similar to what I did before. And I was a definitely a different place in my life spiritually. And, um, I did not see it as apostolic, but organically, God has been doing it uh, because, was it a little over a year ago, the Lord put it in my heart to uh, start a cell church movement. Now, I'm not a pastor by nature, and I had no idea COVID was going to break open, but I had always questioned the Lord and said, how are you going to unify the church? And bam, in one fell swoop, uh, everything was down. And I do personally believe um, that God is going to be moving the church in the direction similar, I believe, to the Acts Church. And then God started connecting the dots for people to be interested in this. And I planted one church. I have three other leaders uh, and three other churches to launch pretty soon. So this was all a God thing because I'm just a Joe. I mean, seriously. So I, my conversation with God is always like, seriously, you want me to do this? <laughs> how is this? How can you know, like Mary with the angel? You know, how can this be? But I think from my perspective, God was just looking for a yes because in my life, as I said, when I started this radical obedience walk, when I just said yes, he said, okay. And he's, he's doing it because in myself, I can't. I, this was uh, too audacious for me to wrap my head around. And he's doing it. And right now I'm teaching the prophetic. I've done three prophetic schools. So organically things are happening. Just, mm-hmm. They're just happening organically. Well, he's moving through you. So you've written a couple of books also. Uh, they are two different, two very different titles. So one is Kingdom Keys to Save a Nation, and the other one, Women Living with Broken Men, a Christian Perspective. Wow. Tell us about that last one first. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I, before I was even saved in 77, the Lord put it on my heart that I was going to write a book, and I was like, Nah, (laughs) you know, I don't see how that's going to happen. And the reason the second book was because my husband is ill. And they have since found out he has severe cognitive, this is all in the book, memory Mm -hmm. problems, he's autistic, traumatic brain injury. Hmm. And he wrote a chapter in that book. It's called David's Story. And when this all started to be uncovered, um, the Lord put it on my heart to write this book. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. This is a huge subject and I don't have the ending. And it was a prophet that called me out of a large group that said, you know, that book you put down on Wednesday morning, God wants you to finish it. So what it is, is a, uh, it has five, uh, also anonymous, uh, anonymous testimonies in there of realizing, and it's really not just for women, men, that they would see that the reason there is a plan B. In other words, if you have a broken person in your life, and we all have our little broken parts, the perspective is there's a reason why they're that way. 
and there is an alternative to divorce or or whatever and it started with our story and um everyone that's read it male and female have been able to relate to it in some way or shape or form and i've gotten a lot of very good reviews on it because of what you said that we are all broken in some way so we could all relate to this exactly because it's all scripturally based too so you know Mm -hmm. there is always a plan b amen Uh, god is a redeeming god well, sure and, is. and the other book, Kingdom Keys to Save a Nation, what are some of those kingdom keys we know we need to know about at this critical time in the life of our nation? Well, originally that book, um, one of the other ministries that Flames of Fire has was actually started before Flames of Fire, and, and the Lord put it on my heart to start a closed Facebook prayer page. Mm-hmm. And it presently has about 123 members. Mm -hmm. And it was called Prophetic Meditations on Esther. And every Friday I would put a meditation that God would give me. And about a third of the way through, the Lord said, I want you to turn this into a book. Okay. And that's how that started. Uh, Some of the kingdom keys are um, forgiveness. And uh, there are uh, keys to more effective intercession. There's... But it starts with realizing that if there's going to be a change in the world, it has to start with us. And it's a standalone. In other words, you can read it like a devotional. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, again, has really you know, positively impacted a lot of people, I hear. So um, that's how that started. Excellent. So are you doing much uh, speaking these days? I know that uh, traveling can be a challenge during the pandemic. I Just the last couple of weeks, I was asked to speak with an exhortation and, and, and move prophetically in a youth group. And it was pretty awesome because kids are great to, or teenagers, well, 12 and up, mm-hmm. are very easily to minister to, you know. You know, if you can remember as a child, I remember a long time ago, uh, the Lord, we were getting on a California freeway and the Lord said, I want you to be like your grandson Noah, who was probably a year at the time. And I said, well, what does that mean? I want you to have that childlike faith, hmm. knowing that babies know, they just know they're not, and young children, they, their job is to play and eat and sleep. And, and, and they know, they just instinctively know for the most part that their needs are going to be taken care of. And God was calling me to be like that, not to worry, not to fret. And that's, that's somewhat of a challenge to uh, adults. So yes, because it is. a lot of fear, <laughs> fear is learned behavior. So mm. that was a powerful night. That was the first one I've done in a while. And there's another uh, speaking event I'm planning on putting together probably in the spring um, okay. with another colleague. So Yes, well, it's been kind of quiet for a while, and all of a sudden now things are starting to move. Well, it's time to recharge, isn't it? <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Josephine, I wonder if you would like to pray for our listeners as we close. Uh, we certainly appreciate so many things about your ministry and uh, your perspective for um, the church and for America. 
So thank you for being with us on the show today. So would you like to pray for us? Sure, absolutely. Lord, I just thank you so much for charisma, for bringing things to light, for others to hear the true word, the full gospel of God. I pray for those that are listening. I thank you, God, that you would open the eyes of their revelation to biblical truths and principles. And and mostly, Lord, to open their hearts to realize that the, the fullness of the resurrection power is open to every single believer. And God, that you would break down any walls or baggage that has been hindering that. And that God, we just so believe that if we all walked in that authority, there wouldn't, want, there wouldn't be a demon in hell that want to be near any of us. And this world would be a better place. So I thank you, Jesus, for accomplishing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. And so your website is flamesoffire.us. So flamesoffire.us. None of that .com stuff. So it's easy to type that in, but uh, it's .us. So thank you very much, Reverend Josephine Ayers, for being with us today from Flames of Fire Ministries. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. And don't forget to check out cpnshows.com. That's the Charisma Podcast Network, cpnshows.com, for an abundance of podcasts. If you need something to listen to, something to lift you up spiritually and challenge you, go to cpnshows.com. Thanks for listening to Charisma Connection today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.